Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. A judge orders a pause in the gag order against former President Donald Trump, which is good because the gag order should be considered unconstitutional. Phantom candidates in South Jersey, a Fugazi candidate running for state Senate. We'll talk about that. Uh, And the question, did conservatives really do more harm to Target than all those protesters, rioters and looters after George Floyd? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD on Twitter at Rich Zioli. A couple things I wanted to get to. I mentioned this uh, with Dr. Riley a little bit earlier, but the, the, the comment that this Target CEO makes about conservatives is nuts. And, you know, a, a, a point that Riley made, which I think is really good, could Bud Light ever come back if they just apologize for Dylan Mulvaney and admit that men can't be women? They never will do that. Remember, even though it's true, men cannot become women, even though that is true, they can't say that. They won't say that. They could and just be a guy's brand again. The I didn't have a chance to bring this point up, but I, but I do think it's worth noting that when it comes to these companies, these big corporations, they hire woke college kids. I mean, think about it, right? These woke college kids, they're indoctrinated for four years. They're part of the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protests in college campuses, and then they graduate and they get master's degrees and the, 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 the woke intensifies. And then they send the resume to these companies like Anheuser-Busch. And then the hiring manager looks at them and says, wow, this is great grades and everything else, hires them, and eventually they work their way up to the ranks where they become the head of public relations for these companies and the marketing division. But the wokeness that the, the, from their indoctrination now has infected the boardroom like a virus. And that's what, ha- that's what happened with, with Bud Light. I mean, that woman who was the one who made this decision, who said we've got to move away from, from being the, really the brand of, of frat guys, fraternity guys, to a more inclusive brand. No, you didn't, actually. But they did decide to do that. And that's because they think that everybody thinks like them. And then this is this is part of the woke mind virus, which is that they think everybody thinks like they do. So no, they'll never apologize for the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. In fact, 
even though now they're trying to appeal to veterans and they're trying to appeal to America and they've got America cans and everything like this, the damage was done mainly because I think people looked at it and said, all right, you guys are full of crap and you really don't don't care. Uh, you have no standards, you have no core, and we got plenty of other options out there, so we'll make a different choice. Because why, I, why would I spend money and give money to somebody who is openly advocating ideas that I fight against every day on the radio? And why would I do that? That makes no sense. Why would I do that? So I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? I, I Every day I'm on the radio saying that the tr- the transgender thing is, is nonsense. I mean, you can choose to live your life as a woman if you want to, if you're a man. It doesn't make you a woman. You can choose to live your life that way. You can, you can, you can make that choice, but you're not going to be- become one. And that's just the fact. And I don't, I don't like to, to be lied to, and I don't like to be made to look stupid. And I don't particularly like the fact that once you accept that as a norm, Dylan Mulvaney's the norm, and it's very easy to then force that upon our children, and that's what we've seen happen. What well, I don't like as an adult, you do whatever you want. I don't care as long as you don't bother me and you don't hurt anybody. Live your life the way you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But when you have a situation where you normalize this, and then it goes down into the schools, and then suddenly now you turn around and you realize that kids are learning this stuff. And the normalization goes on. And I say, well, that's what I'm really fighting every day. I'm not really fighting the choice that adults make. Adults can do whatever they want, as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's legal. But I'm fighting the indoctrination of our children. I'm fighting this this curriculum in schools. And I'm fighting for the rights of parents to be able to know if their kids are going to school and saying they have a different gender identity. And I'm fighting for the rights of parents to be able to speak out at school board meetings without having to worry about the government going after them. So then why the hell would I buy the brand a beer of a brand that is openly making my job harder. I'm not going to do it. There are plenty of other brands I can choose from. So I'll drink a Yingling and, and I'll, I'll be proud to. I'll drink a Yards, a Yards Philly Pale Ale. I'll be proud to do that. That's the difference. That's the difference that we're seeing right now that's happening in America. And so when the Target CEO comes out, Brian Cornell, and blames conservatives it's just laughable because Target, you know this, they're shutting down stores. They're shutting down stores in, in, in major metropolitan areas because of crime. And the crime that occurs in these cities is because you have woke district attorneys who are not prosecuting people for retail theft. And and so the stores are shutting down. And what I think he's trying to do here is he's really trying to blame conservatives for, for, for all of their financial problems when really what they should be doing is they should be saying to themselves, why did we ever go down the road of rainbow onesies and tuck it bathing suits for little boys? Tuck it bathing suits. They can hide their little boy uh, schwanz. Why would we do that? Why did we do that? That was stupid. And what they should also be saying is, and why don't we start backing politicians who are going to make sure that we can keep our employees and our customers safe at these stores so we don't have to lock up 100% of our products. But instead, he goes on CNBC and he says this, cut number six. You know, I've seen natural disasters. We've seen the impact of COVID leading into the pandemic some of the violence that took place after George Floyd's murder. But I would tell you, Becky, what I saw back in May is the first time since I've been in this job where I had store team members saying it's not safe to come to work. What was happening to them? Very aggressive behavior at store level, lots of threats, product being destroyed, point of sale being disrupted. And when we started to hear that, we knew we had to take action. We had to prioritize the safety of our teams. 
And I knew personally this was not going to be well received. But we had to prioritize the safety of the team. And we made some changes. <clears throat> the location of the product, we curated the assortment, we addressed some of the products that were getting the most attention. When you say safety of the team and aggressive behavior, what were some examples of this? What, these are people who did not like that you had pride merchandise that was out, and they came in and they said what? Well, <clears throat> they were very, again, aggressive with our team members. Doing what? Personally Saying, threatening yelling at them? them? Yelling at them. You know, they threatened to light product on fire in the, store, did they? in the store. Did they ever so, do that? You know, no. Very aggressive behavior. I mean, mm. We've been celebrating heritage moments like pride for over a decade now. We've never seen that kind of response. You know, it wasn't about pride, though. You see, this, again, this is a little game that's played. Nobody cared about your rainbow shirts and your rainbow flags. What we cared about was the fact that you had the kids stuff. That was the issue. Yeah, you know why? You, you did have pride stuff for, for years and nobody gave it to him. But it's when you started into the children's section that that's when parents said this is BS. And, you know, he can't point to one instance of violence. Think about that. Not one. You can point to a lot of instances of violence against Target stores by the by the, the rioters and looters after George Floyd. I mean, they cost the country billions and billions of dollars. I think it's $50 billion or something like that in damages. All, all, all in. But he can't name one actual instance. So he says these, the, the, these very general things like, well, you know, we had people who said they were aggressive with our employees or they said they, they, they want to burn this stuff down. Did they? Was there an instance of somebody actually burning any of the tuck-it onesies? No. And it was not about pride. He's wrong. It wasn't. It was about the kids stuff. It was when you had the tuck-it tuck bathing suits for little kids and the pride onesies. And Target went in all in on the indoctrination and people said, no, you know, we're, we're done with that. I'm not going to give you my money. So this is a thing that that is a bunch of BS. And Tulsi Gabbard had made an excellent point. I mentioned this the other day. Uh, some breaking news, and thanks to Road Warrior for saying this my way. Apparently, Hunter Biden, according to a story that just broke a few moments ago, Hunter Biden is seeking a Department of Justice probe into former business associate Tony Bubalinski. I have to ask our buddy Sandy. Uh, she's friends with Tony. If we can get Tony on the show, I'll have to see if Sandy can do that for us. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is urging the Justice Department to investigate a former business associate named Tony Bubalinski over claims that he lied to federal investigators during an interview in the weeks leading up to the 2020 presidential election, according to a criminal referral letter obtained by ABC News. Again, this is just some breaking news here. Attorneys for Hunter Biden wrote last month to Matthew Graves, the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., accusing Bubalinski of deliberately mischaracterizing his relationship with the Biden family for the sake of maligning the character and reputation of Hunter Biden and his family and to boost his own sense of self-worth. Bobolinsky, a retired naval officer and self-described global businessman, came forward in October 2020 with allegations that the Bidens had lied to the public about the nature of then-candidate Joe Biden's involvement in his son's proposed overseas business ventures. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll talk more about that, obviously, uh, as the show goes on. I do have a guest coming up in, in a little bit. The Chris Del Borello, who's running for the state Senate in New Jersey against this phantom Fugazi candidate. So we'll talk about that. But just to kind of put a bow on this here, I think our buddy Tulsi Gabbard and Matt, you should reach out to her, Matt DeSantis, and see if she'd like to come back on the show. It's been too long since I've had my my taste of Tulsi. You know what I mean? Ew. That didn't come out right. No. It's been too long since we've had our segment with Tulsi. I will email them this weekend and see if we can set something up for next week. Let's set it up. Let's do this.
Uh, but this is what she said regarding the LGBTQIA++ every letter of the alphabet activists uh, with the trans flag and the Palestinian flag, cut number nine. And that, that is the hypocrisy of seeing these, you know, the LGBTQIA activists out there holding and waving the trans flag combined with the yeah, Palestinian flags. Like they don't, that's a new level they don't know and understand what this Islamist ideology is, this radical Islam ideology where they actually want to kill people. They want to kill those people. But specifically. they have to tie Ukraine to Israel because they know Ukraine won't stand on its no, own. It's not the, that, the, that funding. And, it's and again, they're, they're trying to cheat the American people through their representatives by saying, okay, you support and you want to stand with Israel. Well, guess what? We're going to sneak in all of this other money that we're going to take out of your pocket and your bank account to go and support something that increasingly Americans are understanding. Well, it's not, it's not this working. proxy war against Russia is pushing us closer to nuclear war, and it's not in our best national security interest to do that. Well, good for her for saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the stupidity of the left, but that, that's part of the problem, too. It's the whatever the cause of the day is. What's the cause du jour? Well, that's the cause that I'm for. If that's the cause, then then I'm in. And there, there you go. Sign me up. Now, uh, election denier Stacey Abrams, two-time gubernatorial loser, perpetual candidate. Her full-time job is running for president and, of course, an election denier. She said this on MSNBC with Jen Psaki, Jen Snarky Snark Saki, cut seven. We have to remember what we face if we want to continue to hold on the progress we've had. But we can't ignore the fact that people's lives are harder. And this is not because of the president. It is because of global issues and international challenges and market conditions and a whole host of things that don't matter to you when you're sitting at your kitchen table. There you go. Um, it doesn't. It's not Biden's fault. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not Biden's fault. Well, you know what? The voters are going to disagree. In my opinion, I think the voters disagree in a big way. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that is very, very true. Matt DeSantis is that Antarctica has a major problem with rape culture. What? Yes. I, I, I don't understand. I didn't understand any of that. Antarctica. Okay. You don't know this? I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about now. You're missing out here. Uh, it's called Mac, McMurdo Station. is a United States Antarctic research station on the south tip of Ross Island. It's on the shore of McMurdo. It's the biggest one, right? It is the biggest one. I think it's where they shot the movie, not the movie, but I think it kind of based the movie uh, It, the, not It, uh, the, the thing. thing there, right? Yeah. yeah, it must be. MacTown is a station people call it as a cluster of buildings hugging the frozen shore operated by the National Science Foundation. It is the largest community in Antarctica with up to 1,200 residents, a hub for American activities on the snow desert, a place tasked with doing science that can't be done anywhere else on Earth. It's also a place reportedly riddled with rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment. Now the watchdog office overseeing this is sending investigators to Antarctica's McMurdo station to tackle concerns about the prevalence of sexual violence at the U.S. research base, according to the Associated Press. Meanwhile, the NSF, a federal agency, said it's furthering its own efforts to address the pervasive problem it announced Friday it is appointing 
Renee Ferranti as a special assistant to the NSF director to focus on sexual assault and harassment prevention and response. An AP investigation in August showed women at McMurdo Station who said their claims of harassment or assault were minimized, leading to them or others being put in further danger. The NSF offer of Inspector General sending investigators for a site visit. So they are in the process of figuring this out. You know what my theory is? Here's, here's my theory. These scientists are all there together. They're trapped in the ice. They're cold. They're alone. They're drinking and they're having sex with each other. And then they, they, they come back and they turn around and they, they blame it on, uh, well, the culture or something like that because they, you know, I mean, what else are you going to do in Antarctica if you're up there in the winter, right? I mean, you're drinking bourbon and you're trying to stay warm and you're, you're having relations in the ice station. Am I wrong? Come on. I don't know. It sort of sounds... Henry pointed this out while uh, you were describing it. It does sort of sound like the plot of Killers of the Flower Moon a bit. I have not seen that movie. Is that the Martin Scorsese one? Yeah, it's very good. Do you know that... By the way, Martin Scorsese, the movie, you liked it? Um, yeah, so... Yes and no. I read the book. I loved the book. It was one of the best books I read all last year. Um, that being said... It's three and a half hours long, uh, plus you got like 20 minutes of previews beforehand, so you're, you're clocking in pretty close to four hours sitting in a, a movie theater seat. And That's they're doing intermission rough. now. Well, sort of. I saw producers of the film were freaking out because that's not how they intended the picture to be, uh, to be displayed to an audience. They mm. should have the intermission, though, because it's, I mean, four hours sitting in a, a seat is, uh, it's rough. And it's not like it's a funny movie or uplifting. It's pretty dark and, uh, yeah, I, it's not one I would watch a second time in a movie theater, I, I don't think. I kind of like the intermission idea if there's a bar, but if there's no <laughs> bar, which is most Jersey theaters, because they don't serve alcohol at movie theaters for the most part, they can do an intermission, you know what I mean? They should have an intermission in it, yeah. I, I, again... No, I'm saying they should... What are you going to do? You're, gonna, you're not going to do anything. There's more time out of your day. Yeah, so. but, I mean, you definitely want to get up and stretch your legs, maybe go to the bathroom, get a refill on your uh, your Coca-Cola. Um, oh, God, you and the Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola and popcorn, it's a delicious combination. What, what, are, you, are you on a... Do you have a side gig with Coca-Cola that you're not telling us about? No, they're not giving me any money. No Coke Pepsi. Stinks. No Coke Pepsi. Well, Pepsi, I'll, I, hey, like I said, I have no loyalty, so if... Uh, I know, yeah, well, that's obvious. You are <laughs> the sancti traitorous. Yeah, you're not the sancti traitorous. We know that you have no loyalty. into that one. Yeah. Well, if Pepsi wants to give me uh, some sort of sponsorship, I'll switch teams instantaneously. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of sexual harassment, should we play the clip of the dumbest United States senator not on the mainland, oh, Maisie Hirono? Yeah, we should play this. So Maisie Hirono is the dumbest U.S. senator not on the mainland because she represents Hawaii in the... U.S. Senate. Uh, the dumbest U.S. Senator on the mainland is that idiot from Connecticut, Mr. Stolen Valor. Uh, what's his name? Blumenthal. He's the dumbest U.S. Senator on the mainland. She's the dumbest not on the mainland. But here she is opening a judicial nominees question during this bizarre Senate hearing that came out. Um, cut number 10. By the way, welcome to, to each of you and congratulations on your nominations. So, since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? Judge Keel, let's start with you and we just go down the line. No, Senator. No, Senator. No, Senator. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? I have not, Senator. No, Senator. No, Senator. 
Congratulations on your judicial nomination. By the way, have you ever sexually assaulted anyone? What a way to start the conversation. She should add, and did you ever do it in Antarctica? <laughs> Just to kind of tie it all in together, you know what I mean? Wrap it up with a bow right there. She is She is the, the, the you know, and speaking of dwarves, because we talked about this earlier in the show with... <clears throat> Uh, Dr. Wilford Riley. I don't know if you remember this, but years ago, Maisie Hirono was the one who led the charge to to make dwarf tossing illegal in the United States of America. Do you remember this? I don't remember that, no. I was in afternoons back then, and the dwarf community, there's a dwarf tossing community, and they were very upset because they make a lot of money at this. People toss them, and they get paid to do it. And so they, they were opposing this, but she had this whole thing. In fact, maybe you could find it for Monday for me. She gave this whole speech about the threat that the dwarf community in America is facing because of dwarf tossing. Maybe you could find that for us. How is that real? I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. Uh, that's, yeah, I'll definitely find that uh, for Monday because I want to hear it. I want to hear it so bad. Yeah, you want to hear. You want to hear it so bad. This sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll do Emmons when I come back, Henry. Coming up, our guest is the. Uh, he's running for state senate in New Jersey. Chris Del Borello against a phantom Fugazi candidate. You don't want to miss this. Straight ahead. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. One of the most important elections is coming up on Tuesday. Obviously, every election is important, but this one in Legislative District 4 has gotten a ton of attention because there are Fugazi phantom candidates who are running against my man, Chris Del Borello, for state senate, along with his outstanding, outstanding running mates. And hopefully he will be the, the next senator for District 4 in New Jersey. And we can flip the Senate and then hold King Philip the Unaccountable accountable for once. And he joins me now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Chris Del Borello. Hello, how are you, my friend? Very good, Rich. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this race. First of all, before we get into all the, the, the nonsense and the shenanigans, for those who don't know you, tell us about yourself and why you decided to run for the state Senate seat. Uh, Rich, I'm a, you know, a dad of four children. I'm a soccer dad, a, a dance dad, a hockey dad, basketball dad. So 
Um, just like kind of normal guy, just wanted to make a difference. I used to be a councilman in Washington Township. Did a one four-year term there from 2010 to 2014. Um, and then uh, I am the chief compliance officer for our family business. So I have uh, some private, uh, you know, business experience, and I've also had some public experience. And I think I can combine those things and and get uh, get bring common sense back to Trenton. Did you ever think in your lifetime that you'd be running against candidates that don't exist? Did you ever think you'd be running against phantoms, ghosts? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I knew I knew from the day one of this campaign we, we had an uphill battle because we are fighting uh, the South Jersey Democrat Party that's led by, you know, for the last 30 years by George Norcross. And so I knew it was going to be a tough race. But I never, I never thought in a million years that, that, that they would have people sign up to be fake candidates and, and, and basically run, um, you know, uh, a phony candidate to, to siphon off votes. The breaking news around that this afternoon, as I reported on earlier in the show today, is that the, a New Jersey judge has frozen the bank account of this dark money group that is behind this effort to try to dilute votes away from you and your team, Chris Del Borello, in the 4th Legislative District, and is barring them from further communications with the voters. But the problem is, here we are, it's Friday evening, and the election's Tuesday, people are already voting, and so we have to make sure we get the word out, do not vote for these fake candidates. What the Democrats have done here is one of the darkest, dirtiest tricks I've ever seen. And Chris, I've been in Jersey politics a long, long time, as you know, my man. And uh, I've never seen anything like this before. So we have to make sure everybody knows to vote for the Republican team. There are no other real conservatives running against you. That's all a joke. And your team is who we got to support. Yeah, no, and that's why I wanted to thank you for this chance, you know, because a lot of your listeners are there from, uh, from South Jersey, you know, conservatives. Um, you know, these uh, two candidates, one for assembly, they couldn't find a third part, a uh, third fake candidate. They could only find two that was willing to, you know, do this kind of underhanded sneakiness. But, um, yeah, they're, you know, we're the real Republican conservative uh, candidates. Uh, Giuseppe Costanzo is a phony fake candidate. Um, in essence, the South Jersey Democrat Party is running two campaigns against me. They're running one for for the Democrat opponent, Paul Moriarty, and they're running one for Giuseppe Costanzo, this fake candidate. Um, And and they are just blatantly uh, violating every campaign law in the state of New Jersey. They are running dark money through fly-by-night super PACs um, and not telling voters where this money is coming from. And, uh, you know, I just I want everybody, even if you're not a conservative, even if you're a like-minded Democrat, or a Republican or an independent, and you're just tired of living under, you know, South Jersey rule by George Norcross, you need to not be fooled by the third party candidate. And we need to ask 22 year incumbent uh, Paul Moriarty, the Democrat. And, and Chris, while we're talking about that, I mean, your dad of four, I've got three kids. In my mind, one of the biggest issues that we're talking about right now is education. Everywhere I go, it seems that we talk about it. Parents are very, very upset about what's happening in our schools in New Jersey. Are you hearing that as well on the campaign trail? Listen, Rich, I get when I'm knocking on doors, I get three issues. I get the offshore wind issue. People are very upset. We're a fourth district. Now we go into Atlantic County, parts of Atlantic County. Um, so this is a very big, big district. Uh, we get uh, the police issue. Uh, people do not want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They want policing. They want strong laws on criminals. Um, and then, uh, uh, like you said, we get the parental rights issue with Uh, Not only education, Rich, but also medical freedom and and other issues that have to do with, 
their child's development. And so those are the three top issues. And that's exactly why that they put up a fake candidate because they knew they were losing on every single issue. They know that Moriarty and the Trenton Democrats and Murphy have gone far radical left. And, and we were going to win this campaign heads down, uh, one-on-one, and they had to do a, a, a fake candidate uh, to try and play small votes for me. Yeah, and, and all right, so the wind issue, and thank God we've beat Orsted for now. But, of course, you yeah. know, his royal highness, King Philip the Rugness, he, he's still trying to get the wind turbines back. And the other project is still a go as of now. So that fight is not over. Plus, of course, nope. he wants to ban gas-powered vehicles. He wants to ban people from having gas stoves. It's a real war in energy. And all those things are going to cost us more money, Chris, if, if the Democrats in Trenton have their way. Uh, absolutely. This is the biggest, you know, trick that, that – people don't realize is that they say they're for the party of the less advantaged or, or the working class, but they're not. This, this offshore wind is going to dramatically increase utility rates on the people that can least afford it. And they don't want to tell you that part of it. They just want to say, Oh, renewable, 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 but they don't want to tell you how much is actually going to cost for the people that can least afford it. And um, it, it's just the wrong way to go. What are, what are the other issues, Chris Del Borello? And, and Chris joins me now. He's running for the Senate in District 4, New Jersey. Uh, two great running mates. I'll get to them in a second. But what, what are some of the other big issues as you've been wa- and you've been working so hard, knocking on doors? I was with you Saturday morning at a great rally in Gloucester County. You, you have been working tirelessly here for this seat. And in my opinion, you, you deserve this. The only downside to you is that you went to high school with Matt Rooney. But I mean, not everybody's <laughs> perfect. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to do? <laughs> now, all right, you said that. I didn't say that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, this 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 is this goes all the way to, and this is a little bit of inside baseball for for your listeners. But this goes all the way to the local level and and pay to play politics and the same old South Jersey Democrat Party led by George Norcross. He makes all his money. He's a multimillionaire living in Florida, still you know raining from down there. Um, still controlling all the vendors, all the, 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 you know, the services that taxpayers need, but they don't want to be taken advantage of. And so with my election to the Senate, we can stop all that. We'll have senatorial courtesy in Camden County, right in the heart of Norcross's, you know, South Jersey regime. And we can really change. Elections have a consequences, and this will be the most consequential election since Ed Durk. Yeah, elections do have consequences. Tell us about your running mates. I, I, I met them, Amanda and Matt. Uh, I met them before, but they were there Saturday morning. I, I got to tell you, I mean, what bright, energetic people. I love the fact that Amanda is a teacher who's not endorsed by the teachers union, the NJEA. I think that that says a lot right there. Right. You, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, if you tried. And, and yes, uh, so... Uh, we're well represented. We're very diverse, uh, you know, but it, it, it's about their excellence, right? And it's about who they are as people. Amanda Esposito is a great teacher, been a teacher for 11 years, uh, teaches history. All our students love her, um, and, and people know her as a great person. Matt Walker, local 825 engineer operator, a father, a grandfather, um, just been uh, so serving on um, uh A25's uh, school, and, you know, he teaches all the apprentices. The apprentices love him. So, I mean, I just, I I can't be more proud of my team, and and we're really the team to beat this year. Well, listen, my friend, good luck, and uh, Tuesday is the day, but but I I encourage everybody to get out there. I encourage everybody to push back. You know, Chris, I think that as somebody who is a, a, 
lifelong New Jerseyan. We've seen it all. We really have seen it all. But this this dirty trick by these Democrats to run these phantom Fugazi candidates to try to split the Republican vote is just unconscionable. It really is. And I'm glad the judge stepped in. I just wish it had been last Friday and not the Friday before the election. Uh, they may have done some damage, and and there may be some lawsuits after this going forward. And, and we may we'll, we'll be all over it because I think this is going to be a very very close election, Chris Del Borello, and I think you'd be an outstanding senator. But to your point, you said something that I think everybody has to understand. The idea of senatorial courtesy, uh, that you'll be able to block appointments is fantastic as a state senator. And also, too, if you are part of the revolution here that flips the state senate in New Jersey red and you give a Republican majority, then you guys can do oversight on things like the all our heroes who died in nursing homes, the hundreds of heroes who were left to die by Phil Murphy and his executive orders during COVID. I mean, I argue they were murdered by that. You can have hearings on the Attorney General, Matt Placken, how he's busier suing school districts who want to notify parents if their child identifies as transgender than going after criminals in New Jersey and then turns around and blames the victim. Those, those oversight powers you will have as a state senator uh, if you guys win the majority is enormous. It's huge. It, 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 and yeah, and, and that's another thing that maybe all the voters don't realize, but the power of oversight that the legislature has, they haven't used that power since the early 90s. And so what the typical politician does, they they give a power to a, 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 an unelected board like the BPU, they start making all these crazy laws and then the, the politician themselves, like the Democrats, trend, oh, well, we didn't make that law. You know, that was made by a board. Yeah, but you gave them the power and you have oversight over them. And if you bring them in for an oversight committee hearing, then you can straighten things out. But they haven't done it since the early 90s. And that's what we got to get back to. So, you know, uh, we'll definitely do that when we get in there. Chris Del Borello, Amanda Esposito, Matt Walker, District 4. Thanks, my friend. Good luck on Tuesday. Best of luck. Thanks, Rich. Have a good one. And I want to tell you about my friends at Emmons Roofing and Siding because I am just so incredibly grateful for their continued support and friendship. We moved into our new house this week. We are, I guess, day number four or five. It's all running together. But I'm telling you, though, it's been a whirlwind. But the house needed some work. And the first person, I mean, literally he was there with me when we did the home inspection, was my buddy Matt from Emmons Roofing and Siding. Matt Kelly, great guy. And... We're pointing out the things that needed to be done. Emmons was was getting right on it. They already installed four new gorgeous skylights for me. These are beautiful, beautiful. And they give you so much room, roominess and sunshine in the room and light. And they have these built-in shutters, the screens that come down with a remote control. Absolutely gorgeous. And they took care of the window repairs that I needed and the roof repairs, just like that. That's how Emmons does it. They pride themselves on professionalism and courtesy. Now... When we get settled and we move in a little bit, at some point very soon, I'm going to have them remodel our upstairs bathroom because it's a it's a horror show from the 1980s. No, it really is. It's a horror show. Uh, I mean, I could live with it. I'm a guy. I could live with just a, you know, a, a latrine. I don't even need. But of course, you know, I'm, I'm married. So happy wife, happy life. And my wife loved the bathroom remodel that Emmons did in our in our former house. And they transformed our kitchen as well. See, Emmons also does kitchen and bathroom remodeling in addition to the outstanding work they do, roofing.
including siding, windows, and doors. They are one-stop shop. They even have a uh, showroom in South Jersey to see their remodeling projects. But remember, they serve our whole region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, the Jersey Shore. If you've had any damage to your roof before winter comes, especially if you're down the shore, call Emmons. Get a free estimate. If you've already had an estimate, get a second opinion. Because I had a buddy do that recently, and the estimate that came in from Emmons was, was better, and uh, he's got a lifetime warranty on his roof now, and he's good to go. Outstanding people, outstanding customer service. That's EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com. Choose the company I've trusted for six years now. EmmonsRoofing.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, as we continue along here in our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Don't forget to vote this weekend. Vote early, vote often, do what the Democrats do, and just keep on voting. Or do what the Democrats in South Jersey do, which is have phantom candidates running. Like we talked about with my buddy Chris Del Borello, who is running for state senate in New Jersey. Uh, the shenanigans, the schemes. But, but Hunter Biden this week, my favorite is him writing this op-ed in USA Today going on about how they are weaponizing poor Hunter's drug and alcohol addiction. I mean, the fact that the Republicans are weaponizing this. Listen, if it wasn't for Hunter Biden's drug addiction, think about this for a moment. We never would have been able, ever, and I mean this, we never would have been able to get him that super-duper, wonderful, delicious, awesome deal that he got because it's not a sweetheart deal. It is the deal to cover for the president of the United States of America. That's the reality, that's the truth, and that's what happened. And they were able to use his addiction and turn around and say, listen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, everybody makes mistakes, and Hunter Biden was uh, just inebriated all the time. Not his fault, you see. So let's give him a pass. Oh, and while we're at it, if we're giving him a pass for lying on the gun form, which is something it's never done in America, let's also throw in all the financial crimes as well and bury it all into a deal around the gun charge under the guise that Hunter Biden was a drug addict. So you see, the very thing that's going to keep Hunter Biden out of prison, potentially now, at the time, potentially, is his addiction. Without that, you don't have the ability to turn around and run around and go, oh, woe is me, I'm so, so sorry. They would have said to Hunter Biden, well, we, we, we can't help you. I mean, if he wasn't Joe Biden's kid. But that's how they were able to package it up. That's how they were able to lie about the sweetheart deal that's not a sweetheart deal, is they were able to say, everybody makes mistakes. And don't forget something else, too. If the sympathy vote is such a thing, and Hunter Biden's trying for it big time here, then don't you think they would have used it in 2020? These people, they have no regard for any decency. So they 100% would have used it in 2020 if they thought it could have helped them win the election. What did I say, 2023? 2020, and not 2023. They would have used it back then. This is why I tell you over and over again, the Hunter Biden laptop was never about the nudie pics, never about the orgies. It was always about the financial crimes of El Presidente Joe Biden. That's the reality. That's the truth. And if you need any more indication of that, all you have to do, I mean, all you have to do is just pay attention to what happened in 2020 when 50 plus former national security officials all bandied together and said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. If it was just the drugs and the nudie pics, they would have turned around and said, listen, listen, this is a poor guy's turned his life around, blah, 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 blah. 
You know what I mean? And everybody knows that they would have gone for that. Everybody knows they would have gone for that sympathy factor. They, but they didn't because they had to cover it up because it revealed all the financial crimes of Joe Biden. And that he is compromised by the following countries in no particular order. U- Ukraine, China, and Russia, and Romania. Do not forget Romania. I will defend Romania's right to be called to the table, a seat at the table of the countries who have bribed the Biden crime family. Romania has every right to be there, just like you and just like me. I mean, the the, the other countries in the scenario. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's the thing. I mean, that laptop exposed all of Biden's corruption. Now, the Department of Justice should be doing this job. They should be doing the job that James Comer's doing. And thank God James Comer's there. As the chairman of the Oversight Committee, thank God he's there. Because otherwise, we would have nothing, no investigation whatsoever. We have a weaponized, politicized Department of Justice that is there to help Joe Biden get off the hook and stop Donald Trump. Because let's face it, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. He's going to be the nominee. And if it's Trump versus Biden, he, he beats Biden like a, like, a, like, a, like a drum this time around. I really believe that. We're wise to the cheating. There's no COVID. And everybody who may have voted against Trump because of his mean tweets wishes they had mean tweets today. Every time they go to the gas pump, every time they check out the grocery store, they swipe their credit card or tap it. And they say, I would love a mean tweet right now. That's the truth. That's the reality. Here is Chairman James Comer talking to Larry Kudlow on Fox Business. And uh, we had Senator Grassley on the show, I guess it was last night. He's uncovered the uh, 40 senior FBI informants. Uh, they wrote up 1023 uh, reports, which are under oath, in effect, about possible criminal wrongdoing by the Bidens. It's all been covered up by the Justice Department and the FBI. Chuck Grassley has sent letters out. Uh, are you going to continue that? Uh, can you explore that also in your committee? Absolutely. Uh, we're working with Judiciary Committee. Jim Jordan's really investigating the Department of Justice more than we are. He's on the Oversight Committee, so we're coordinating everything. We communicate daily. you got two problems here for the Bidens. You've got the crime and the cover-up. And I'm focused on the crime. Jim Jordan and the Judiciary Committee's focused on the cover-up. We're going to work together in our efforts to hold this family and this administration accountable for wrongdoing. All right, there you have it. Chairman uh, Jamie Comer, Good. thank you, sir. Hold them accountable. That's always, what I want to hear. Generous. You bet. All right, folks. Come. Thank you. That's what I want to hear. That's exactly right. You hold them accountable. But Hunter Biden puts out this op-ed in USA Today, and it gets a ton of media coverage, and they all turn around and they say the same thing. They go, poor Hunter. Oh, you people are so mean to Hunter Biden. Oh, please. The op-ed hitting the Republican Party's weaponization of his addiction. He accused conservative media and lawmakers of weaponization of his drug addiction, using it to start a vile and substantiated disinformation campaign. Don't you love that that word? Against his father, the president. He wrote that attacks would harm the 20 million Americans today who suffer from substance abuse disorder. And he said that the demonization of addiction and human frailty... And he also pointed out that the criminal charges filed against him for possession of an unloaded gun, part of a controversial case in that, that you know this was the sweetheart deal. It's not a sweetheart deal. It was a cover-up of the president of the United States and his tax crimes. He says they are weaponizing all of this, weaponizing it. Now, look, you know and I know that Hunter Biden is guilty as sin. You know and I know that Joe Biden is guilty as sin. But think of the point that Hunter Biden is making here. 
He says, I fought to get sober. Political weaponization of my addiction hurts more than me. And this is where they make it about all the millions of people struggling with addiction. Why wouldn't they have done that in 2020 if that's all this was about? He writes, my experience is not a unique one. At least 20 million Americans today suffer from substance abuse disorder. I don't know a family that hasn't been impacted in some way by addiction. What is distinct about my situation is that I'm the son of the president of the United States. My struggles and mistakes have been fodder for vile and substantiated disinformation campaigns against him and an all-out annihilation of my reputation. Listen, pal, your reputation was annihilated the minute you started doing cocaine off the backside of a stripper, okay? He says, I accept the choices and mistakes that are mine. I'm no victim. This is what recovery is about. But what troubles me, he says, is the demonization of addiction, of human frailty, using me as its avatar and the devastating consequences it has for the millions struggling with addiction, desperate for a way out, and being bombarded by the, de- the denigrating and near constant coverage of me and my addiction on Fox News. And in the New York Post, an average of two stories a day this past year. And then he gets into this. And this is why I tell you that if the laptop had just been about his addiction, we would not be having this conversation because they would have used this in 2020 to the maximum effort. The science of addiction and recovery has made great strides in just the past decade. However, far too few will ever experience the miracle of recovery unless we change the stigma around addiction. Dude, there's no stigma around addiction. There's a stigma around a son of a president using his dad when he was vice president of the United States to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know, there's a stigma about that. I know, call me crazy, but that's the stigma. It's not about the fact that you did drugs. Not about the fact that you were a junkie. In fact, nobody cares about that. Everybody knows somebody in their life who's experienced this. But if the Hunter Biden laptop was just simply all about his, his, his drug addiction and everything else, well, then they would have made it a story. They would have made it a thing. It's the, the Republicans being meanie pants again. They would have made it about that in 2020. Instead, they told you it was Russian disinformation and they worked overtime to cover it up, to smear you if you said it, to take the New York Post story down, the unholy triad of the government, big tech, and social media, uh, and the corporate media, excuse me, colluding together to silence any conversation around Hunter Biden and that laptop as Russian disinformation. So please spare me the nonsense. Spare me the nonsense. Spare me the BS. Hunter Biden is dirty. You know it. I know it. And the guy can't even keep clean. Politically speaking, of course. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Have a wonderful weekend. Back with you on Monday. Go Birds. And God bless. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. And on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.